worship team. At this uh, point, we're going to do something a little different. I want to invite all kids, sixth grade and younger, to the front. We're going to have we're going to share a special reading of the book. So if you've got really young kids and you want to bring them up and sit on the steps or sit up here on the floor, you are welcome to come on up. Steps, floor. I think. All right. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to read a Christmas story from a book. Someone in the gir- in the gir- church actually gifted this to us. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, it's called The Night Before Jesus. And before we release the kids, we're just, I just want to read it to them and um, read it to all of us together. The, the pictures from the book will be on the screen. So if you'd like to enjoy the book along, you can. So kids, you can look up here and we're going to read this together, all right? All right, it, it begins with Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. All right, here's the story. Twas the night before Jesus... When all through the earth, every creature was stirring for a new baby's birth. The people were looking straight up and then down, to the left and the right, both in country and town. Some faces were watching far out in the sky, believing God's Son would soon come by. In Bethlehem, children were snug in their beds, with dreams of olives and figs in their heads. Sheep had just bawled their last sleepy bleat, and the shepherds were tired, weary, and beat. When up in the air there arose such a clatter, the shepherds saw the angels and asked, What's the matter? They jumped to their feet and stood straight and tall, and saw thousands of angels and heard angels call. It sounded like glory, looked bright as can be. It was hard to believe. It was so hard to see. When what to their wondering eye did appear, but glory around them so loud and near. It happened so sudden, it happened so quick. Was it real? Was it true? Or was it a trick? More rapid than eagles, the shepherds then came, found Mary and Joseph, and whispered his name. It is Jesus, the Savior, Messiah, God's Son, Emmanuel the Lord, He is all in each one. They fell to their knees, way down on the ground. How good to receive Him, the one they had found. 
The shepherds saw Jesus, they almost did cry, for Jesus, their Savior, had surely come by. So straight up the hillside, their running feet flew. With their eyes full of Jesus, their hearts now like new. Far away, wise men stood on some roof, searching for the skies for biblical proof. Night after night, they had hunted with care for a sign of God's love in the stars up there. There, each one shouted, out in the east, and they mounted with haste their two humped beasts. One wise man with gold had a little round tummy. The frankincense wise men smelled yummy, yum, yummy. The gift of rare myrrh had been packed in a can, for Jesus would need it when he was a man. They were soon filled with questions from head down to toe. They asked, where's the king? We truly must know. They traveled so long and traveled so far and followed their hearts and came to a star. Each face of the wise men was grim for a while. Then slowly, each cheek returned to a smile. They saw that God gave his son to the earth. They took up God's gifts, putting theirs on the earth. There was no more to do. There was no more to say. This was God's world, and this was God's day. As the, as, as the Christ child blinked slowly while turning his head, the wise men knew they had nothing to dread. They spoke not a word as they headed for home. They were thankful to God that Christ Jesus had come. Christ was on earth, and old was like new. Now people could see what God could do. Here's a little page that Elie tore out of the back of the book. It's the night before Jesus, from ground to the sky, and Jesus, the Savior, will surely come by. So we know and you know that God is in sight. God's blessings to all, and to all, a good night. Galatians 4, 4 through 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Amen. Amen. Well, kids, yeah, we can clap. Kids, we've got a special program for you today. So if you are preschool age through sixth grade, um, you can follow Pastor Casey. She's going to go through this door over here. Okay, go go up the aisle. And then if you're younger than that, we've got nursery workers, and, and they are in the catty corner room to me, opposite corner of me. So, Thank you, kids. Merry Christmas to you guys.
as they as they go, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that on that night you came as a child. Lord, there was glory in the angels appearing. There was glory before Mary in the dream to Joseph. And Lord, we thank you that as we invite you, the glory of your presence is here with us now. Lord, we invite you into this place. We thank you for your word. As we dive in and read your word this morning, Lord, would you bless bless your word as it goes forth into our hearts and would we receive everything that you have for us on this beautiful Christmas Eve day. Well, it's so wonderful to see you all. Um, I've, I want to ask you all a question to start this morning. Where is your peace? Where's your peace? Consider that. Has this been a peaceful time for you or has it been more challenging? And what are those areas that have brought challenge? As I consider, I can think of many different life capacities where this year has had many challenges. Uh, it's been a great year for me personally, but it's also been full of difficulty. Sometimes peace is so fleeting. Isaiah, in Isaiah 9, 6-7, the prophet Isaiah foretold of Jesus' coming. And this is, this is what Isaiah said. And many of you are familiar with this. Um, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. Isaiah said in there, uh, there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Think about that. Peace that comes to which there is not only no end to it, but no end to the increase of it. Jesus' coming 2,000 years ago was the beginning of endless, ever-increasing peace today I want to tell you the story of 2,000 years ago when peace came into the world in a whole new way. But instead of telling you myself, um, again, this is a special day. Christmas Eve is a, is a special service. So don't expect normal today. Um, we're going to have a few people come up and read the story, a few people we've invited. Uh, Willow, you're going to start. You want to make your way up here? Now, I know that for many um, readings in church and reading a lot of scripture maybe is in your church background uh, and some of you see it very positively and some of you not so pos- positively maybe it, maybe it represented some form of dead religion for you I want to invite you on this Christmas Eve to um, hear the words that w- were shared through God inspired in scripture of the story and, and, and allow these words to give you a fresh look at the story of Christmas. So, Will, you're going to start us. Uh, this is going to be from Luke. Luke 1, 26 through 38. Now in the sixth month, 
the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement, and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Thank you, Willow. Angela, you want to come on up? Nice job. You read that better than I read that children's book. Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife. Wonderful. That's Matthew 1, 18 through 24. Thank you, Angela. And Gloria. This is Luke 2, 1 through 24. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken by Quinarius, was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and family of David. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. 
and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a, there appeared an angel with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men whom he is pleased." When the angel had gone away from from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it has been told them. Amen. Let's give these ladies a round of applause. Thank you, ladies. So how does peace come? This immeasurable, endless, ever-increasing peace. How does it come? As Brian said and we sang about, it came lowly. It came in a simple way, just like you and I came. There were some miracles involved. But for many of us in our story, let me say there are some miracles involved. Not quite the same, but how we got here. See, God wasn't interested in doing something that was far away. Because that wouldn't be comparable for us. Instead, he came close and came to our experience. So how does peace come? The Prince of Peace, Jesus, came in the most lowly form. Now, we may say, how does peace come in, in that circumstance? Or how could peace possibly even come for me? How is this comparable? Well, today I just want to draw a few comparisons to the way that Jesus came the world that we are in right now and and give you hope for a new peace that you can access through Jesus. See, when when Jesus came, by our standards, at least by my measure and considering uh, this week, you know, Jesus didn't come to a perfect family. Uh, Mary, most theologians agree that Mary was somewhere in her teenage years when Jesus came. You may, even, you may even recognize, just realize this reality. As Joseph, I'm sure he was full of, of faith after the dream he had that we read about. Um, I'm sure he was full of faith, but, but I imagine it was ch- a challenging time. I mean, think about this. This was a marriage that was coming together, but within nine months of Jesus coming, 
I, in my understanding, soon before, this almost fell apart. Joseph was going to put her away quietly because of the pregnancy that was there. See, the family dynamics here weren't perfect as we might imagine. I mean, this was within one year of almost being over this, this marriage that Jesus was coming into. But the Lord had something more. So it, it wasn't a perfect family. And you may not have a perfect family, but peace still came. Peace still came. Uh, how, what other analogies? You know, this, I can't imagine, was a great financial situation that Jesus was coming into. Joseph was young. He was a carpenter. There, there wasn't a lot of prosperity going on. And then you may say, hey, how could I have peace when finances are tight? Well, Jesus didn't come into a financially robust situation, but let me tell you, peace still came. Jesus didn't come to a wealthy social structure. And we may have this even better now today in, in the nation that we live in than Jesus had. Uh, the Jewish people were actually in captivity, living in captivity, living in, in exile uh, under the Roman people, under a very difficult government. So it wasn't the perfect social structure, but peace still came. It wasn't a flourishing nation. No one would look at the Israelite people, the Jews, and say in this time that things were flourishing. And you may be troubled now by, by where our nation is. Maybe it's really impacted your heart. I want to remind you that in, in that setting, peace still came. It wasn't by our measure, a perfect time in history. Now, looking back, we can see the way God ordained it and how he just did it perfectly. But let me tell you, if you were there and, and a king was going to come in a manger and you were a Jewish, uh, a Jewish rabbi and you've studied and studied and said, how is this Messiah going to come? Let me tell you, Jesus didn't fit the mold. It wasn't the time in history where someone was going to come and then ride on a donkey and then be nailed to a cross. That wasn't the way this was going to happen. They needed a warrior. So it, it wasn't the time for this in human standards. And maybe now in your life story, it doesn't seem like a perfect time for peace. But let me tell you, in that situation, peace still came. Another amazing thing that we see is that uh, there wasn't great authority in his arrival. Jesus didn't come with a demand of authority by coming in a manger, in a barn designated for animals. There wasn't that great authority they would have expected. But even then, in a manger, peace still came. The genius of Jesus' coming is this. As for peace arriving, all of the human scenario was wrong. It was all wrong. This isn't the way that a king should come to save all people, but he still came. You know, you look at our world today, um, many of us have different challenges with the world that we live in. The world is, is in a troubling place. I don't have to go down the list of the top news stories from this year or the, the last 10 years. It's a troubling place. Many of us are troubled by it. I just want to remind you today that inside of that, 
there is a king that came. And he didn't just bring peace. He brought peace that was unending, endless peace, and ever increasing. When I think about unending and ever increasing, I think of a a couple of scientists that won a Nobel Peace Prize years ago. And, And here's what they won it for. They proved that the, the um, universe is ever-expanding and the pace at which it's expanding is ever-increasing. And it's no perfect analogy, but I think about that, how our, universe, how our God is still creating. Peace is increasing, even though we may not experience it. So here's, here's the point for today. Here's my big point. Peace does not come through circumstances. If you leave with anything today, leave with that. Peace does not come through circumstances. Peace simply comes through a man. His name is Jesus. That's good news. Amen. That's the message of Christmas. Jesus brought endless, ever-increasing peace in his coming. In your life, no matter your circumstances, I've got a great word of hope for you. Peace can come today through Jesus. Through Jesus. So have you been searching for peace? Most of us have. We've been searching for peace in all kinds of different ways. There's a great desire in our hearts to come to a peaceful place where we can feel comfortable, safe, secure. Those are not bad desires. Those are God-instilled desires. But there is only one man who has ever made to meet that, and that's Jesus. You can find true peace only through Jesus. Not just peace for now, but forever. It is endless, ever-increasing peace. It never runs out. I got to go back to it again. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. Jesus said it himself before he left in John sixteen thirty three. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world... In your circumstances, you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So back to my original question. Where's your peace? Where are you trying to find peace? Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe if you think a relationship can get healthy, healthy, peace will come. Maybe it's in family. Maybe if you feel that your family dynamics would get healthier, you think that peace can come. Maybe it's in your finances. If some of those bills could get paid, if some of that debt could get paid off, if we had a little nest egg protecting us, maybe then we would feel peace. Maybe it's in possessions. If I can get that new uh, ice fishing house, man, I'll have some good peace all winter. Probably not right now. I wouldn't recommend it right now. Maybe if you can get that vehicle or that house you've been dreaming of, whatever it is, That's somewhere that we search for peace. Man, I've been there. Maybe it's a career. Maybe if you can just get that promotion in your job, you would, you would think that you would have some peace. Maybe it's someone else's approval. 
Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's a dad that's long past, but still there's something in you that desires the approval. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's your spouse. If you just had the approval of them, you think you could have peace. Maybe you found yourself in addiction, alcohol, drugs, searching for peace. No matter your circumstances, even if they're any, anywhere similar to the time that Jesus was born in or not, I encourage you that Christmas will bring all the peace you need in one man, Jesus. And you can find ever-increasing endless peace. Worship team, you can come back up. Maybe you resonated today with one of those searchings. Maybe you've known Jesus for many years and been close to him as a friend, but you've found that you're finding, you're, you're finding yourself searching for peace in something else. Maybe you don't know Jesus. And you're just visiting with us today or you've been in these pews for a while. Let me tell you, peace only comes through Jesus. Jesus came lowly so that he could be like us, so that he could live a life feeling what we feel, seeing what we see, experiencing what we experience, that we would see him as an example and know that there's a Savior there. And then at the end of his life, he died a a brutal death on a cross, taking all of your sin, past, present, future, the penalty of that on him so that you could be made right with God. Let me tell you, whatever situation you're in, however close to God or far, there is hope in a peace that is endless and ever-increasing that you can find in Jesus. Can we stand together and pray and close? Lord, I just lift up anyone who would be here in this place. And in a time that, that the world says we should be experiencing peace of Christmas, There are people here who are not encountering that peace. Jesus, I I thank you that you came as the Prince of Peace. And you said, peace I leave you. My peace I leave with you. Let not your heart be troubled. Lord, I thank you that the circumstances that have stolen our peace, you are greater than. Surely if you conquered the grave, you can conquer all things. Jesus, I say for me today, I put my peace, my hope, all my trust in your hands. And I thank you that there's a Prince of Peace who knows me through and through and will meet me there with endless, ever-increasing peace. Let's sing together.
celebrating Jesus, it, it will enrich your time together. I really mean that. Um, if, if you are in a place where you are struggling to find peace, uh, either either knowing Jesus or not knowing Jesus, I, I do want to invite you. I'll be standing up here at the front after service. I would love to talk to you. I'm available or any of our elders. So bless you all. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, as we go, would you cover us with your peace. Fill our hearts with your peace, your joy, and your hope. Lord, we thank you for your coming, and we ask that we could abide in you this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everyone have a wonderful time.